0: Hi, good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of the David Holman podcast. Um, If you're wondering why my voice is muffled, it is because I have on a face mask. So I'm doing things right, I guess. I was listening to um, one of my other episodes that I had recorded, and like I heard the muffling. I just I I thought to myself, like, you know, I should have told you guys ahead of time that that's why my voice is muffled. But I figured that you probably put two and two together. And understand that that's why it sounds muffled but welcome back guys um so one more time if you're listening to this i want you to know that this podcast is for you the listener and my goal is to sort of draw you out of your situation i'm not sure where you are um emotionally mentally but i want to connect you with like broader society so it doesn't matter where you are just remember that This podcast is for you and your situation and my goal is to sort of draw you out of um, from inside your head and into like this room uh, with me and my guest here my guest and I here yeah so uh, that being said once again my name is David Holman and I like to do a little bit of a credibility statement just so you know that you know we're average people that are talking on these shows but just sort of let you know that at least I put in a little bit of effort to sort of refine my mind. And I have a bachelor's degree uh, in French language and literature with a background in political science uh, from Purdue University, West Lafayette, Indiana, but a natural bachelor's degree from Indiana University. So um, that being said, we're going to dive right in. Um, today is Sunday, July. What is today's date? It's July the 12th, right? 12th. 12th. And I have a guest here with me. Uh, her name is Jima fanbulle uh, Would you like to introduce yourself?
1: Hi, yes. Um, my name is Jima Fangula, and I, too, have a mask on, so it might be a little muffled. Um, I have a bachelor's uh, in law and society with a minor in women's studies from Purdue University, West Lafayette as well. Um, and I also have a master's in public health, and I am a recent graduate from the IU McKinney School of Law.
0: Yeah, thanks so much for being here. So um, this is a mental health podcast and the World Health Organization uh, defines mental health as a state of well-being in which an individual realizes his or her own abilities, can cope with the normal stresses of life, can work productively, and is able to make a contribution to his or her community. Um, Jima reached out to me indicating that she would like to discuss um, certain topics in relation to law. What was that you wanted to discuss again?
1: Yes, um, I think I wanted to just talk about the pressures that um, I feel personally as a African woman as well as a Black woman going into um, the legal field and also how that touches on other aspects of life as a Black woman, such as um, Black maternal health and, and just overall being the Black woman and what that does on our mental health and what that looks like.
0: Yeah, so that's awesome. So our goal is going to be today to sort of incorporate her perspective into the fabric of the show and into the main content of the show. So uh, that being said, so um, so we're going to start with the first sort of um, section, which says that mental health is a state of well-being uh, in which an individual realizes his or her own abilities. Uh, do you feel like you're realizing your own abilities?
1: For sure. And to be honest, it. During this COVID 19 period, I've doubted my own abilities. Um, just, you know, taking the time to pursue a dual degree, a, a law degree, and a master's in public health at the same time, and graduating um, and experiencing some of the things I've experienced from December of 2019 up until this moment, there have been moments where I have not been able to realize my own abilities. Yeah. Um, so it, I think it, we all have periods where yeah. we experience um, better mental health as sure. well as, you know, we're ill or, you know, yeah. our health, our mental health is not up to par, similar yeah. to our physical health. Where exactly. Sometimes we're better and sometimes we catch a cold.
0: True that. So. Very, very true. What would you say are some of your abilities?
1: Um, I think, you know, from a young age, I've always known I wanted to be a lawyer. I've always known I've wanted to always look at both sides um, and kind of learn um, and point out what the other person might be feeling or what the other person's point, you know, argument is. Um, So I've always naturally known I wanted to pursue law. Um, And then also going into a master's in public health was completely unplanned. Um, I don't have really that much background in health, Um, but my, own experience personally with the healthcare system yeah. kind of launched that interest of like okay yeah. there is a lot of issues here that I want to look into and learn more about um, and so I was able to go into that program and, and learn new abilities and, and sharpen whatever um, I had learned through my women's studies program I sure. kind of linked that into my master's program
0: yeah. Did you get your master's uh, in public health from West Lafayette, Purdue? No, I
1: okay. got it at um, IEPUI. IEPUI, okay, school. cool. Yeah, so I did both of my postgraduate degrees at the same time.
0: Nice, nice. Yeah, shout yeah. out to IPUI, That's yes. where I went to. I love that school. Yeah. So the, there's, a, there's a particular kind of like hang up in this first sentence that the World Health Organization provides, which for me is it's not really a hang up, but mm-hmm. it's like a double entendre. It says uh, that mental health is a state of well-being uh, in which an individual realizes uh, his or her own abilities. And so when I see the term realizes, mm. there's there's two aspects that come to that definition for me. One is sort of realizing internally and then realizing it like externally, mm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, do you feel like over the course of your life and even today that you have the ability to sort of manifest, so to speak, your abilities into physical form? And you know, just, yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm just That's asking. That's a good question. Yeah.
1: Um, I think so and I think that actually comes from being trained to do so from our parents or sure. just you know people that are in our lives yeah. Um. I think my parents definitely did a great job of um, teaching me how to be confident and sure. you know kind of nurturing how to bring about what I want from the inside and, and what to do to make sure it unfolds before me yeah. as best as I can because there are certain things that are out of our control yeah. um, but yes I think that is a, a sense of privilege in a sense sure. um, that I was fortunate to have parents that made sure to pour that into me yeah. um, to know how to um, pray and manifest and, yeah. and, and put the work behind that so yeah. that whatever I naturally was feeling inside that I wanted I yeah. could kind of see it unfold before me.
0: That's that's awesome. Uh, let me let me let me direct the conversation now towards like myself because mm-hmm. I don't want it to be a little too one sided. But I mean, do I feel like I ha- Do I feel like you know, I'm, I, I, as an individual, I'm able to realize my own abilities. I, I feel like right now I'm in a better position to do so. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've talked about this on some previous podcasts, which is that one of the main things I'm realizing now that I'm good at is like fixing my car. You know oh, what wow. I mean? okay. And before I would always have to pay to get my car fixed. Yes, yes. But now I'm realizing that I'm able to like go to the store and, and, purchase, and the purchase the stuff that I need. <laughs> yeah. And um so all my listeners also, um Jima is West African also. I've also told you guys, you know, I tend to have a lot of West Africans on this show. I don't know why. I think it's just it just, <laughs> just happens that right. like we're
1: just in the same kind it's of like circle. Yeah.
0: But what I am happy about though is that she's the first uh female that we've had on this sh- I've had on this show since the rebranding. But that being said, so yeah, there's a little diversity here. Uh, Next, we need some white people. White people, please hit me up. Come on, so we can spend Hispanic, Hispanic, Asian, Latino, Russians, all y'all, new (laughs) (laughs) y'all. But um, so I think about the fact that I'm able to go to the store, go to Advanced Auto or go to Mm O'Reilly and purchase maybe um, a part for my car and come Mm -hmm. back and like turn on YouTube and like fix that. Right? I love YouTube University. I love
1: it. Love
0: it. What's it called? YouTube University. Is that like a real thing, or is that like the slang for? It's a slang stuff? for <laughs> going to YouTube
1: to learn how to do things. I love that. And I, I really, when I'm done sitting for the bar and I pass and everything, I want to incorporate once a week learning, uh, you know, a life hack from YouTube, like yeah. fixing my own car. I really, yeah. I commend you. So
0: yeah. Do you? How, how do you? Who, who fixes your car right now?
1: I I just bought a new Honda, so yeah. right now I take it to the Honda dealership, <laughs> but. I mean, I would, I'm going to make sure to at least learn, like I, I learned my previous car, I learned how to like change, you know, like my little, the filters and you know, like little things. What filters? I don't know if it's a trash every day. I don't even though it's the name. But I learned. Is it the oil filter? No, I don't think it was the oil I am about to say, because that's like a heavy duty job. Yeah, I don't think it's an oil filter. <laughs> I mean, but not I you think can I, I filled my liquids. Like the. Okay, you yeah, that's know, a start. That's a start. Yeah, the fluids yeah. and things. You go I think. Yeah, I think I, I, I learned where each one was when I picked <laughs> it up the hood. I learned, you know.
0: Oh, uh, uh, that's personal. hilarious. So
1: I at least. Know that, yeah. You know, what year is your
0: car? Your new car? It's a
1: 2018. You go, look at Jima.
0: 2018. So here's a funny. (laughs) Go for real, man. Because I I keep thinking about my current vehicle, and I keep asking myself, like, if I were to upgrade to you know a newer vehicle, what kind of car issues would I subsequently have? Mm -hmm. And then would I be comfortable, you know, looking up a YouTube video and doing it by myself? And so, and I just. You know, I'm sorry, I don't have, I don't have the money to buy a new car anyways but I always just think about that um, yeah. Have you had any issues yet with the new vehicle?
1: I haven't but um, I know most of the issues that we are going to be facing are yeah. going to be electrical or like saying. engineering kind of thing yeah. that is it's more mechanical and you know What's your engine look like? I have no idea You've never, you
0: never opened the hood before?
1: I don't think so car, I have not <laughs> had to open that
0: yeah, God is good, bro. That is good. So,
1: I'm gonna open the hood when I get
0: home. <laughs> that is amazing. Yeah, I just, I just think about that because yeah. me and the my engine, the engine of my vehicle, I, I like I know that thing inside and out. Now it's crazy. Wow. I've taken it apart, put it back together. But I feel like that's part of being able to realize yeah. um, something that needs to be done. You know, I have this mechanical ability or inclination, mm-hmm. and I'm just fortunate to live in a society where I'm able to realize this. And uh, there's, there's, other, there's also two uh, factors that go into play um, in that statement, which is growing up in uh, Lagos, Nigeria, and in West Africa in general, I noticed that it was a little difficult to, like, have access to these do it yourself tools and things like that. And looking back sometimes, I feel so, I feel so shortchanged at the fact that, you know, I'm an adult now living in these United States and it's now that I'm learning how to do all these do it yourself stuff. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong, we have these things back home. Mm-hmm. It's just that I know, at least for one in Lagos, traffic is up bitch and (laughs) getting from point a to point b can take like almost a whole day Mm -hmm. and a lot of times just don't really know where to go to get these things and so um i think i'm in a good position where i'm able to like realize my abilities um as far as like uh, internal or intellectual abilities, I know there's like various tools where I can use to like assess those and figure out what those are. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So uh, this brings us back to like our second, um, the second clause in this particular statement, which uh, the World Health Organization lists as criteria for mental health, being that one is one can cope with the normal stresses of life. Do you feel like you're able to cope with the normal stresses of life?
1: Okay, first of all, I think this is my least favorite part Mm -hmm. of the clause. Um, To cope with the normal stresses of life, I wish we could live a life that did not incorporate us normalizing stress stress kills um if we all know there is a certain hormone or something of the sort Corti- like,
0: cortisol or something like that, that. that yeah. it. <laughs> literally linked yeah. to
1: you know certain health disparities and sure. health issues yeah. and I do not like that we include we cope with the normal stresses of life yeah. when pertaining to our health specifically mm-hmm. our mental health yeah. um but to answer your question um I think I think I, I try right? I think we're all kind of just figuring This life thing out And yeah. how to cope with everything Yeah. Um, you know Especially specifically right now With COVID-19 sure. um, I had planned a huge graduation party Aww. I mean when I graduated From Purdue I did a small party You know yeah. open house because I'm like You know what mom and dad the best is yet To come Amen. law school we're gonna shut It down yeah. we're gonna have this Feast yeah. Three day feast,
0: seriously. A Liberians not. I know we, how you do it. You know it. how sure. we do. With that rice and the, know, um, I've been to Yo, I've been to so many Liberian <laughs> outdoor gatherings and parties. Eat I've eaten so time. many, so much food, and they're always so welcoming. Like, yes, we are. I don't know who you are, but come on in and exactly. eat. Exactly, <laughs> come on. We got food and
1: drinks. Eat up, drink up. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, so having to have all that shut down brought a an immense amount of stress on me and granted COVID also allowed me to realize I needed to slow down and just enjoy the simple things in life. Um, But it definitely stressed me out that I wasn't able to celebrate myself and celebrate my accomplishments that I had endured so much for. So, back to the question to cope with that i yeah. i really just ha- you know had to find different outlets and different ways of celebrating myself and i think that just comes with being creative we yeah. have to be creative in how we cope with this life and, and yeah. all that comes with it yeah
0: so what are some coping mechanisms that you use to deal with uh these normal stresses of life sleep sleep and i
1: love to sleep <laughs> when you're or when i'm asleep yeah. i don't think about Problems. you're right yeah i feel you <laughs> so sleep was a big one um binge watching tv yeah i never thought i'd be the girl that enjoyed Grey's anatomy yeah but i
0: do it goes on and on and on, it, and, on yes. and on and on and on and yes, on forever i think we could shut
1: it down <laughs> i think Grey's anatomy could end on a good note and i'm okay <laughs> How many seasons
0: are there of Grey's Anatomy? I
1: I think we're on season sixteen.
0: You know what I'm saying? You can start watching that and not be done. Yeah, it took me six months to watch it the first time. Six months. Yes, but I was also
1: going to school, so like I kind of had to, you know, do that sparingly. But um, so yes, binge watching, you know, TV shows and things like that, and and, um, food also was great. Sure. Um, And then I have nieces and nephews that I'm really close with, so just kind of like like spending time with them and yeah. enjoying children that has actually brought a lot of peace to me. So that's
0: great. Thanks for answering that question. Mm-hmm. Um, I've mentioned this previously in some of my other episodes, but I guess for me, let's see, cause I'm recovering from substance abuse disorder and by God's grace, I've got like almost two years of sobriety and clean. Wow, and awesome. so, yeah. So it's been like a complete, like re, um, Burning. Re-experiencing <laughs> what life is and oh, what yeah. normal stresses are and what abnormal stresses are. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty interesting though that you mentioned that um we sort of normalized stress, mm-hmm. you know. Um and by 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 all means, you know, you're in a position where you could probably write to the World Health Organization and say, Hey, y'all need to change that definition yes. to not include stress. But
1: yes. yeah. <laughs>
0: but I'm in the point where it's like I have to keep getting reminded by like a lot of my friends who are in recovery with me that, hey, dude, what you're experiencing right now is a normal part of life. Yep. No don't need to get all bent up over it. Yeah. And I think I'm at a point where I'm actually able to cope with stress now, yeah, with the normal stresses at least. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's
1: awesome. Right. Yeah.
0: And I don't really think I have any abnormal stresses anymore mm-hmm. since I've put like away since so I've like gotten rid of the things that would bring the abnormal yes. stress. You know what I, I mean? think that's a
1: big part. That's yeah. a big part.
0: And for me, all of that stress came with like the drinking and like the drugging and the excess drug mm-hmm. use and alcohol use. Mm-hmm. So but now like the normal stresses, I'll freak out about it and mm-hmm. after I eat lunch maybe yes. go back and revisit that thing and the solution's like right there. Yes. Yes. So, and wow. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And another coping mechanism I say I like to use is exercise. Yes. But I don't know what's going on with me recently. I don't, mm-hmm. know, I don't know if it's the weather or yeah. if I'm pushing myself too much, but two days ago, I think it was like, yeah, two or three days ago, I decided to like work out in the morning, right? Because mm-hmm. I run. I, I love running and I ran, I want to say almost 10 miles in the morning. Oh, wow. And I couldn't do anything for the rest of the day.
1: 10 so- miles is a lot. Really? 10 miles? Yeah. Oh, no. Nah. I do almost two miles twice a week and I'm... Um- <laughs> I'm like, this is a lot.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so I guess the goal is not to do like intense exercise, just a little bit. Excessive. Excessive. Yeah. Because I was useless for the rest of the day. Like what for the rest of the day useless. I'm like can do anything. <laughs> I couldn't So I was like, well, how is exercise beneficial to me? You know? Yeah,
1: I think everything has to be done in moderation. In moderation. And 10 miles is not good. excessive. That's not moderate. <laughs> no,
0: because, like, I was only going to run 30 minutes. Yeah. You know? Uh-huh. But after the 30 minutes were done, I was like, I man, can I keep going. I keep going. I keep going. I keep going. And I was like, just kept on going and going. And just and,
1: you can go doesn't mean you should. <laughs> yeah. So I don't
0: know. The whole exercise thing.
1: Yeah. Maybe uh, just you have to find your sweet spot. And yeah. I think the 10 miles might be a little be excessive. A little excessive maybe six miles six miles would be not too easy you know what I'm saying but I think it's the right point in the 10 mile run yeah. that where you could be like okay yeah. I, I'm good and your body will thank you I promise because yeah 10 miles
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I feel like Olympic runners run that it's no shade to you <laughs>
0: I was just thinking about that i was like exercise like it just even as I'm saying it right now I used to love it, but it just, yeah. that experience is like a bad taste in my mouth. Also, but,
1: did, you could know, diversify your exercising. Yeah. Um,
0: there's a lot of virtual push now. No. No, 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 no. Are you saying anything virtual? I ain't doing that. No. Okay. okay. No. You Zoom meetings. All I'm all zoomed out. You I'm know? all YouTube out. Nah. uh uh-uh. so okay. I am all zoomed YouTube. Okay, you can order some any...
1: weights. Order some weights <laughs> and do some, you know.
0: I got it. Actually, the door that you just walked in through, there is a bar, a pull-up bar. Okay, yeah. I've that. I cannot do a pull-up. That's why I got it, actually, yeah. because you know, um, are you athletic at all? Did yeah. you ever do any sports? Yeah, or? I already tried. You go, girl.
1: I did. I was a cheerleader as well. Okay,
0: so <laughs> you know how like you know what your weak point is when it comes So like, I know that for me, that pull up, the front, this, the pull up where you like your, your, um. Palms are like facing you or mm-hmm. easy for me, yeah. But the it's ones where oh, oh, yeah. I was just like, oh, I yeah. cannot do this, and I was like, you know what, I want to overcome this. And so, yeah. I got the pull up bar, uh-huh. started off with only doing four, okay, and now I can do like 12.
1: Oh, <laughs> yeah. I can do like one, and it's the initial one, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But after a
0: while, if you keep on going at it, is... next thing you know, okay. you know what I'm saying, and then you're gonna get <laughs> jacked. Bam, bam, you yeah. get those...
1: I used, you know, prior to COVID, mm-hmm. I was actually in very good shape. I, um, I just like redid their gym yeah. in the campus center and I was so consistent. Yeah. I think that's what COVID, like that, like complete cut out of your consistent schedule, yeah. like what you're used to, completely shutting down of that, yeah. just it brought on more stress because I was handling everything. Everything was had its time on my calendar. Everything was, you know, and now it's just like, ugh.
0: You know. That's an interesting perspective. Yeah. You know what I yeah, mean?
1: Yeah. I had a lot on my plate. So I, I'm someone that naturally has experienced a lot of stress and, and I don't know why I do it to myself. For example, pursuing two graduate level, professional level degrees at the same time is incredibly stressful. Yeah. Um, but for some odd reason, I think I've just... Train my body to work better in that setting. Yeah. So any free time and and being idle brings me more. Like I'm actually more stressed than yeah. more. Like yeah. I feel I feel very yeah. useless. Me too.
0: Me too. <laughs> like I get anxiety when yeah. I have a blank schedule. Yes.
1: Well, I should you do know? something. Why? And I'm, and I'm just moving and moving. yeah. yeah the COVID from taught um, me to relax. It did. It did. Yeah, it definitely
0: did. I've heard from a lot of podcasters that people that I look up to and you know people that are. Motivation. People that are credible enough you know, to sort of speak into my life, right. they've mentioned that the whole the whole world is going through this existential crisis of like, yeah. what truly matters? Yeah. You know, things have been oh, taking away days. from us. Yep. You know, yes. our schedules that we've created, they're taking away from us.
1: Dismantled. So it's sort of like,
0: <laughs> what, why can't I relax? Yeah. Why can't I, like, exactly. why do I feel like I need to be doing something?
1: Yep.
0: What's important?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I struggle with that. A yes, lot. I think yeah. a lot
1: of people yeah. are struggling mentally with that because our physical body mm-hmm. is now being forced to not be physical. So yeah. our mental is like, oh, well, like it's a lot being put on our mental in yeah. a sense. Um, but I, I think this time has been incredibly healing for me. Yeah. And but it hasn't been that for everyone, That's you know, it's, it's probably been more stressful for, for a lot of people, but I, yeah. I've been fortunate enough to learn how to cope with yeah. the normal stresses of life, yeah. um, during COVID. Um, and I, I'm grateful because it could have turned, it could have went a whole different way. You yeah.
0: Know? So, so there's, uh, there's, there's so many tangents that I can take this conversation on. Um, so the, the next, uh, second to last sort of criteria that the, the world health organization gives for, um, mental health is being able to work productively do you you feel like you're able to work productively
1: um when when i'm mentally healthy yes okay when i am not mentally healthy i am sleeping i am crying i'm watching you know what i mean like binge watching tv and that's not productive that's not productive at all
0: so in in this phase of your life what would you consider as you consider your work to be
1: um, my work right now is preparing for the bar. Okay. So, you know, making sure I'm doing practice questions as often as I can, you know, replaying different elements of the law, exceptions and defenses to the law, replaying that in my head, and, you know, just making sure I show up every day and really. Grinding this thing into my head. That's yeah. my work right now. And also job hunting. Yeah. Um, so my life is literally split between study for the bar, LinkedIn, networking. Yeah. I mean, Zoom calls, <laughs> emailing, Bad. the whole nine. So that yeah. is my work right now. And, and I know when I'm not mentally healthy, I yeah. don't want to do any of that. Yeah. I want to just sleep and sure. eat and
0: <laughs> right. focus
1: on that. But...
0: So, so, do you feel like you're able to do this these activities productively right now? So, do you feel like you're being productive at your bar studying? Do you feel like you're being productive at your job hunting?
1: Oh, for sure, for sure. And this is my this is actually my second time taking the bar, and the okay. first time I took it was February. So okay. I graduated December, took it February, sure. was not successful, and at, sure. at that time I was not mentally healthy. Okay, I was not as productive. Yeah. And this time around, I feel you. It's just a. Uh, it's kind of like physical health you know when you're doing well True. you know when you're when you're you know healthy yeah. so my mental health i'm healthy mentally Amen. right yeah, now and, and i am able to work productively and step to the table and know the end goal and feel good that i will be successful this yeah. time so
0: so when i was an undergraduate um oh yeah, fyi it's my listeners um iupui you keep on hearing this reference that It just stands for uh, Indiana University, Purdue University, Indianapolis. So that's all that stands for. Uh, When I was an undergraduate, uh, during my undergraduate studies, I took like a little test. One of my teachers had me take the test to find out like how I'm best productive at studying. Mm -hmm. And for me, I always thought, I always thought that like, I could study with, like, music and TV on. But apparently, the results of that test were that I actually need, like, absolute silence mm-hmm. to be productive. So Maybe I need to know. take that test. Yeah, I forget. I don't know what the <laughs> test is. Yeah,
1: you know, but I'll, I'll Google it. I, I would definitely like look into it. I learned also through YouTube. Mm-hmm. I actually, when I took the LSAT, which is the entrance exam for yeah. law school, um, I used YouTube the first time I took it.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, second time. You used I, Khan Academy?
0: Huh? She's like Khan Academy. I don't
1: even remember, but maybe, <laughs> maybe actually sounds familiar. Testmasters, um, whatever
0: it's called, that one remember.
1: of those people on YouTube. <laughs> um, and I scored better the first time around when I just used YouTube and did practice questions than the second time when I was like, okay, I'm gonna sit down yeah. and write. And I don't know. Even for the GRE that I yeah. took to get into my master's program, YouTube. It was this black lady that taught me um, all the subjects of math that I had forgotten, yeah. you know, over the years and yeah even now I make sure as much as I do all the other formal stuff I go to YouTube and watch videos on certain legal you know I'm telling you because it's all there it's all there you know what I'm
0: saying like I just I love it I'm 34 how old are you I'm 26 so we're kind of we we remember kind of I guess when all these resources weren't necessarily handy so I feel like the old school traditional part of me we'll wait, 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 wait till like a last resort to then tap into those resources. Yes. Meanwhile, if I yes. jump straight to those resources, yes. I'll be like, wow. Yes. Um, speaking of law school and all that stuff, believe it or not, I um, I was going to apply to McKinney School of Law mm-hmm. and I started like the whole admission process, like mm-hmm. talking. I've, been, I've Man, I've been in and out of that building so mm-hmm. many times. I've met like <laughs> Laura Pen- Pena oh, yes. yeah. and um, the other lady from Boston.
1: Um, Dean Kenny, maybe
0: I forget her okay. name. She does like she runs this like program for like formerly incarcerated individuals.
1: Oh, Professor Silva! Yeah, Silva. Yeah, she's my Lain, favorite. Lainey yeah, Bonnie. Yeah. yeah. Yes, I love. What? Listen, I was in her office
0: for a while. She was that talking woman- to me.
1: Holds a special place. I I
0: believe so. Oh
1: my goodness, I love Professor Silva. Oh yeah, she's. I was. I actually did that program with her, where I was assigned a recently released individual, um, and I had the youngest person in the whole program. Really? Um, So I was in charge of helping him get his driver's license situated, get a job, um, you know, get a car, all that, and it was a beautiful experience. She's beautiful, like inside and out. Oh yeah, she's a baddie.
0: She was giving me she was giving me like uh tips on like mm-hmm. how to make my application more successful yes, and things yes. like that.
1: She is a real one. She's so genuine with she is. you know, she's making legit. sure we as a people <laughs> yeah, she is, yeah. we know the ins and outs. Because most times we don't know. Yeah. I wish I had known her before um I like got into law school. I yeah. wish. Cause yeah, yeah she's amazing.
0: So yeah, man, I went to their little practice, practice LSAT thing, mm-hmm. man, I got like crazy low score, like <laughs> one, 143, I think yes, first time, you know, it's yes. just like,
1: that's not that it was bad. actually, yeah. someone said it was not
0: that bad for like the first bad. time, yeah, you know what I mean? So I did that. And then I looked into like the master's in jurisprudence program yes, too, because yes. I was thinking to myself, like, so I really want to do this whole law thing. Most yes. of the lawyers I know are miserable. Yeah. My, I'm sorry. My um, sister's a lawyer. She's not miserable, but most of them just don't seem to be like
1: yeah.
0: um, doing the thing that I thought that lawyers do. And right, sort of like right. a lot of them almost seem bitter. And I'm just like, wow. Meanwhile, there's a two year program I could potentially do. So right. I was thinking about doing all that. I was applying. And uh, as a matter of fact, COVID, and COVID hit mm-hmm. and I had to start reconsidering myself. Um, right. Right. Now, to answer that question myself, as far as like, do I feel like I'm able to work productively? Uh, I think I am now. Um, over the last few days things have been getting a lot better as i've had more and more interviews i want to also thank you for being part of this process because you're making me feel more productive yeah i feel like you're definitely a quality individual to have on my show Mm -hmm. and so that definitely gives me a lot um makes me it gives me a little bit of validation um so but here recently yes i've been able to work more productively and in order for me to do that i have to get like a little plant Mm. from outside that was just sitting out there running into the little office space to make it a little more lively. Yeah. Because I didn't like sitting in here. I just there's just something about being enclosed in this little studio slash office space. This
1: is nice actually. This is very I like it. You think so? I like it. It's becoming.
0: Yeah. What does becoming
1: mean? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm so just curious. Michelle you're you're a lawyer,
0: so you know that.
1: <laughs> so Michelle Obama, um, you know, wrote her book and you know had her Netflix special on Becoming. And to me, what I took from it is we are all a work in pro- pro- progress. Yeah. Um, so becoming is We are all becoming something We all know what we want And we all know the things that we envision for ourselves And we are all becoming
0: Amen You know Ooh, what I'm saying girl, so, girl, Sometimes preach. we
1: become And Listen. then we still there are, There's a next step So we're becoming So yeah Yeah, girl This room is becoming Come
0: on that's a, Those <laughs> are nuggets of truth from Jima yes. Straight to you guys <laughs> From so, Michelle Obama You go I started watching that documentary I haven't finished it though It's really nice It's really yeah, good Yeah, yeah
1: yeah, I loved it. I loved it. So, she's like free.
0: She's free a, she's little, free? Bit. a little bit of the, she, of the White House, you mean? Yes. Or,
1: and just the whole that first, you know, being the first black first lady like that in the documentaries, you'll see it's
0: look, she did her thing, too, man. <laughs> yes, you know what I mean? When you did. think about that, yes. yeah, she did her thing. She For held eight her own. Years. Yeah.
1: Oh, my goodness, super I, proud of them. Yes,
0: man, I'm Stretchy. super proud of those guys. We
1: missed
0: them, they I did a good them. job yeah they did such a great job and they remind me of like like us like our mm-hmm. immigrant family in a way oh, for sure. i could okay. definitely relate to them for it just reminded sure. me of like all of i i don't know about your background but like my background with with just growing up they would always my the elders would always push us to achieve greatness to go to mm-hmm. school school was really really huge mm-hmm. and so as soon as i um heard about Obama when he was a senator when I was this was like back in two thousand and seven. I started reading up on him like immediately. Mm-hmm. Like who is this guy? He's got yes. an African dad. Right. So he was someone that I could sort of relate to, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And so when I when I when I just everything about them just sort of reminds me of, you know, just being a Nigerian American, mm-hmm. um, who really values education, I just automatically just sort of latched onto them and their and their identity and things like that. And right. so um But, man, you're right, though. That documentary did reveal a lot about Michelle Obama's character. Yeah. And, um... Just, you know, her tenacity. Yes. You the know, she was a break character for yes. eight years. Her main
1: character is the best. With you know what, them, what I'm
0: saying? Like, it's really good. That's
1: incredibly hard. Just who we are as a people. We, like, yeah. and you learn that there's so much that she tried to incorporate from our culture. Like, yeah. for example, her um, daughters, um, they had butlers. Yeah. Um, but she made sure they still made their own <laughs> yes. I, love I would be that.
0: so crappy. Right? I'm so no, sure no, uh, I'm I sure at first the girls were like, Whoa. no, no, no. But yeah, so she,
1: she wanted to still keep that within them. And, yeah. and I, I, I really... I don't think like in the girl's shoes I probably would have liked it but no no (laughs) no way but where I am today I definitely love that she did that and and she didn't I think she said um, she made sure the butlers weren't always in like butler clothing just to kind of make the girls feel like these are human beings regular human beings they are not you
0: know, yeah. your
1: butlers, so to speak. But, yeah. yeah
0: so growing up in Nigeria, we had all that stuff. We had butlers. Mm-hmm. Sorry, not butlers, but we had you know people we had, like, in our
1: houses helping us, helping and, around. Yeah. yeah. I my family also had drivers, drivers, stuff, and you know?
0: so my mom used to do this crazy thing where. <laughs> can you imagine like we had a, a laundry man who would like do our laundry but she told us that he was never allowed to like wash our clothes yeah. and that if he was going to wash our clothes he could only wash like our jeans yeah. and like our towels Not and like our bed sheets oh man that was so crappy and then we had a house help and we still had to do the dishes like how can you make us do the dishes when we have a maid
1: because you need to learn like, that doesn't make any sense I love you know that. what I'm saying like uh, yeah
0: we're doing dishes. We have a maid. <laughs> so, what is she doing while we're doing the dishes? Like watching us do the dishes? Yeah. I'm you know sure what I'm maybe saying? Maybe she
1: was doing other things. Okay,
0: they be? Yeah, I just I used to, to get so angry so at my parents, There's so much to do man. in a the house.
1: There's so much to do in the house as far as cleaning and keeping it together. Yeah.
0: So I'm sure while y'all was washing the dishes, which she was, was probably doing something else. Exactly. You're right. Because I feel like I, I overheard my my mom in the background maybe like yelling at her about one time when she was just standing around. I think oh, I overheard her yelling nice. and saying something like, "Just because these kids are doing the dishes doesn't mean you should just stand around. Go on. <laughs> see. Like, you know what i <laughs> She
1: has to work all the time.
0: <laughs> but um, the laundry man when he came to pick up my mother's laundry Mm -hmm. the thing is that she was never around and it was just us so we would always like slip our clothes in there (laughs) and this guy was always so crappy yeah anyways but that's just Africa for you Um, so the last criteria that the WHO uses to um, sort of like talk about mental health is that you're able to make a contribution to your community do you feel like you're able to make a contribution to your community
1: I think I try, um, I think I try to be a beacon of hope and light for young girls that I know or, you know, don't know. And then I try to do that via, you know, what we do now, our social media and and even through interactions and things like that. Um, I really want other girls to know that they can reach high heights, you know, um, I, and even boys, not just girls, let we'll me sure. do that. Um, but I think that's my contribution. And, and sometimes I will go to the extent of, you know, for example, I had, you know, a girl reach out to me on LinkedIn mm-hmm. um, asking me about, um, the dual program, and we are now, I mean, she emails me, asks me questions about the process and what, and it's just, it's so amazing to be able to be in a position of where I've been there and I can tell you A, B, C, or D, whatever you want to know, good, bad, ugly, I like people to be that for me. What's the dual program? Uh, the JD and the MPH so okay. doing the two degrees at the same time okay, okay. um she she would like to do that and so i was just you know giving her Is pointers that you did? yes wow yes.
0: Oh, did yeah. you go know? look
1: <laughs> wow. A lot of stress, a lot of stress. Um, but it was well worth it. Okay. Um, but yes, just being able to be that, like that, oh, to me good. is the contribution that I want to make. And, good job. And yeah. even in my personal life, for example, I love dancing, and yeah. someday I want to open a ballet studio so more African girls and boys can do ballet.
0: They ain't trying to do no ballet. They're, oh. they're trying to do like a, what's the what's the latest dance I mean, now? They can like, definitely
1: teach them the so, latest. So, you know. Come on, that's
0: what they're trying to do. They're trying to do that. Like that's all what's the new dance again? Well, where they on, I forget. We... What's that new dance that they're doing with uh, Naira Marley and those guys? Oh, the footwork thing. Footwork.
1: Ah, legwork. It's so Nigerian.
0: Uh Ibile, Zlatan, what was uh-huh. that? What's that sister dance called? Somebody tell us. Because ah, I, I forget. Know. Zanku. They're trying to do Zanku. They're trying to do no ballet. <laughs> How, you <know? laughs> I'm How do joke. you know? No, my sister actually wanted to do ballet when we were kids. Yeah. Yes, and right.
1: so many. Like I know for a fact, so yeah. many young boys and girls yeah. would like to learn all aspects of dance. Yeah. And I was fortunate enough to be able to learn ballet, jazz. You know. Yeah. Um other
0: Zanku Zanku mm, exactly. yeah, I, I know
1: how to do all that too so <laughs> I, I would love to open a dance or like you know performing arts academy yeah. type of thing so I would love to you know do my professional side of yeah, you yeah. know law and, and masters in public health also yeah. like personal dance and performances
0: yeah you know it's funny my sister she's an attorney and she went to undergrad at Purdue also okay. um, she, she got a, a minor in dance actually from oh, Westlaw right. from Purdue yes yeah. I was on
1: that track but it didn't work out did you
0: ever go to that one building by the alumni there's uh-huh. a building by the alumni building it yes. has like a dance studio okay. with like a yeah. glass in there yep. I used yep. to go there and watch really yep. dance with those people <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I don't know like I feel like you, you hit the nail on the head as far as like making contributions because for me I'm sort of struggling with defining my community mm. Okay. like I don't know what my community is mm. To give back to or to okay. contribute to, I okay. don't know. Because obviously, I live downtown currently, in right. Indianapolis, and then I think about like my literal community, mm-hmm. my little my literal downtown right. neighborhood. I mean, I don't really know that many people here. is yeah. my next door neighbor. I say the occasional hi to, uh-huh. and then I think about my church community. Okay. But With COVID 19, it's yeah, a little that's
1: yeah, community support and contribution right now. Mm-hmm. The best you can do is via social media and social virtual, media, exactly, okay. and virtual help. Yeah. Um, and if I can, mm-hmm. I I think your community could be yes, church mm-hmm. and like the the younger generation that are in church. You know, okay. tell them about your college experiences. Mm-hmm. You know, let them know that you are a resource if they need any. Even with mental health, our younger people because I have a niece that she's a freshman at IU. Um, they need us they need us, right? Because we were kind of, I think those of us that are like the first generation that were brought here, we kind of, we had to be tough swear, you
0: know we were on our yeah, own bro. on our own, but that rough, doesn't mean man. we have to let yeah. the next
1: generation suffer Suffered through absolutely. that yeah, you know what yeah. i mean it was
0: rugged man exactly they're yeah. not getting
1: called african booty scratchers yeah, they, they're not rough. really being it called that but they're facing other forms of like confusion and and you know turmoil that we who have kind of been there can kind of give them, you know, a little helping hand and, and help them also instill how to heal their mental um you know in the different avenues that we took you know yeah. what I mean we can we can give them that advice because we've been there um, we are not mental health professionals but that's we could cer- certainly be the first step in helping them um, heal um, and so that's a contribution and then also I, I know you also had you um, Olu, he's a young artist here. I was
0: just thinking about him. As yes. you were talking about that, I was just thinking that is about someone I, I need be... to get him back yes. in the studio. Olu, you're about to be back yes. in here, man. Get him back in yeah, here. With your he's... homies, too.
1: Him and his friend, um, he actually... his. Uh, best friend dates my sister mm-hmm. and I I think that's also someone that could be you know let's push their music yeah. let's a lot let's of stuff to Yeah say exactly and they're also intellectually yeah. right, competent we can definitely you know encourage them to use their natural assets and I'm text them right know. now Exactly let's do Are that supposed to
0: be back I was supposed to have him back in the studio That's actually, actually yeah.
1: how I, I found out about your podcast was okay. through um him Always. and yeah sure. and so I definitely think that's also a community that we can pour into and contribute yeah. to bringing them out.
0: So. Yeah, because you because when you were talking about like um, the younger generation, I thought to myself, I was like, I don't really have much interaction with them right. because um, I don't. When I was going to like an African church, mm-hmm. I used to you know rub shoulders with with them a lot. But mm-hmm. now the church that I kind of go to is more like a, it's like a mega church, and okay. unless I intentionally join like some kind of youth ministry, yeah. Yeah. I'm not really rubbing shoulders yeah. with them like that. But as you were speaking, my mind was my mind immediately went to like Olufelanger. Mm-hmm and Mm -hmm. the rest of his homies and I'll stick it to myself okay I need to have them back because I think I actually had them on the calendar for 11th which is Mm -hmm. over this last weekend but much must have just caught up in the um, got caught up in the windworks of things Mm -hmm. and then also um, so with the podcast now uh, it's you know like you said it's becoming and I think I'm, I'm kind of on solid ground with what I want the content to be. Mm-hmm. And so I want the conversation to stick around to the well, mental health. Yes. So I'm going to definitely have them back in here. Yes. And it's going to be less about like promoting music and yes. things like that. Yes, we so, definitely support to our black men and the mental, mental health, health and yes, things like do. that. And yes, um, yes. specifically, I know Olu's got a lot to say, so shout yes. out to Olu. I, I, I know his head, gonna be, his head is going to be his head is going to be big right now. Yes. Everybody <laughs> <laughs> talking about his head.
1: Yeah, I love that. I think I would love to see more of our black men and women. Yeah. Let's have more conversations about mental health and what we go through, mm-hmm. what our, our young mothers go through from finding out they are pregnant to going through the, the healthcare system and, and you know having that baby and, and you know being acclimated to life with a new child. Yeah. I think we need to have that conversation because we have that population is within our population. Of course it is. Um, so yeah. also when you bring Olu you know bring the mother of his child if yeah. she would like to be on you know let's, everybody let's yeah. bring everybody let's all yeah. talk about mental health and how we as a community can really learn more about it and and learn how to increase and better our mental health
0: yeah sure. uh uh-huh. Don't forget, send me your bio, brief bio. Yes, I will. You guys, listeners, I'm telling her to send it now, so if she doesn't send it, you know, <laughs> I will, send me I will a bio and a picture it. for the website. Will do. And um, will do. I, so I know that at the beginning of the show, we had mentioned some things that you might have wanted to touch on. Do you feel like you've touched on that, or do you want to like kind of take a little bit more time to maybe touch on a few yeah. of those issues?
1: Um, I think just you know, kind of the last statement I just made about mm-hmm. Black maternal health, Um, mm-hmm. I just want... You know, everyone to know um, black women are dying at a very steep rate from childbirth and in postpartum and things like that Mm. um, more than their other um, racial counterparts. And I think we as a community can do our part in first of all, talking about it um, and learning how to deal and heal from it. Um, You know, it just starts with, you know, if you know someone that is with child right now Look Hit up sis and ask her what she needs That's the first step to me In, in mental health like In trying to help a person yeah. Ask them what, what Do they need First and foremost, and they might not know it, but just knowing that someone is asking them and yeah. wanting to hear what they are feeling or going through. I think that's the first step in, in healing, you yeah. know, um, so I, I really want to just encourage more of our more of your listeners to look into that and kind of um, expand their perspective on, you know, a, a black mom. You know, even our mothers who have grown children, I'm sure there are certain things from their journey in having children that they would love to have someone to just spill about. Yeah. That's a part of it. Right. Yeah. Um, And then just also women, you know, whether black, white, purple, green, (laughs)
0: Green it's tough
1: being a woman. (sighs) Mm -hmm. I know it's tough being a man. I am not a man, though. So I can't 100 percent speak. It's rough out here, man. But the world is naturally kind of it's it's a little it's a little unfair to us, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you know, I just hope that our community can learn to value each other and value what we bring to the table for one another. Um, and I think that will play into our mental health. If we we're all appreciating one another more and understanding one another more, we'll be a little better. Aside from you know, police killing us off.
0: So, what what time did we start this episode?
1: I think we started around two thirty ish, two thirty five. Really?
0: Yeah. And what's the time right now? It's
1: three sixteen, maybe two forty
0: five. I can go forever, but for the sake of my listeners, I don't. I mean, what I nowadays succinct? Huh? I think this was a succinct, succinct? show. Yeah. I
1: think, <laughs> yeah I think this. If I was a, a listener, yeah. I think I'd be like, yeah.
0: I mean, there's more i actually want to talk about maybe like maybe next time or something yeah um, we
1: could do it next time or if you yeah. want to briefly you know yeah, well, because you had
0: mentioned about how like um the younger generation sort of needs us mm-hmm. and how we kind of like went into it a little bit not really blindsided, when, <laughs> we were you know,
1: blindsided.
0: yeah and how like we kind of had to do it our own <laughs> right um and this within the context for me at least with the context of like university for example yeah. i feel like you know i went into college just uh, didn't really have anybody to like glean from as mm-hmm. far as experiences go mm-hmm. um, the select few that I probably could have reached out to my young and immature self didn't and exactly. pushed them away yeah. Yeah. Um, and my parents I feel like they experienced kind of like the same thing too because my parents were at least I think my mom and dad were first generation college students anyways what does that look like for you what did that look like mm-hmm. for you kind of like being out there kind of like thrown to the wild what was that what did that look like to you what was your experience like? I'll talk about mine yeah. too. Anyway.
1: College, by mm-hmm. college, it was it was actually not that bad. Okay. Um, I had, you know, my cousins, Sian and Siatu were there. Mm-hmm. Um, and my other cousin, Wanga, was there. And also the friends that I made in college um, were phenomenal friends. Mm-hmm. I I am eternally grateful to God for placing me right where I needed to be um, at the time that I met my you know, actual friends in mm-hmm. <laughs> college. Um, but I will say my first semester was was a bit rough. It was a bit rough. What phase
0: of your life do you mm-hmm. feel like, you know
1: it got I, better? Or? what phase
0: of your life do you feel like um It was in, a struggle? In, yeah, in relation to the younger ones now that they need us, what 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 when was that for you? Yeah. And then you feel like dang, if somebody had reached out to me, you should yeah obviously. um because the reason I said college is because I got to college. That's true. I got to America when it was time to go to college. Okay. Granted, I had a lot of struggles in um in high school too But mm-hmm. anyways What what, what did it look like uh, for you?
1: I think that first semester I think I can I can definitely Attest to the first semester Was a struggle well, this, um, okay. Even the first semester Of law school as well Yeah Oh goodness <laughs> um, So I'll talk about The first semester of undergrad First semester of law school Okay um, So first semester of undergrad I was going through Roommate issues yeah. And it was just really tough um, But surprisingly I actually leaned really heavy on my mom. She was Aww. she was such a I mean, she just knew and I was actually <laughs> shocked because yeah. my mom not like per se the softest person but during that time she was my rock like she was amazing and she understood what I was going through she didn't shut me down when I said I I was thinking about transferring to IU where my sister was um I mean she just she listened to me she listened and she was there um and so I think I would tell younger generations call your parents because right. first of all they miss you we yeah. don't know we don't think about that <laughs> and and that creates a softer you know what I'm saying it makes them a little soft than when yeah. you were living under their roof and getting on their nerves you know what I mean tension is yeah. flying but when you're away I think even us as the students we you, bro when, when I would call my mom or when I would come home it was just this you know? You're right, because I.
0: But here's the thing, though. I did call my parents too, mm-hmm. but the what advice and the support was like Ugh. it was there, but you, then it was like you more, and I was, exactly. I was back to the races. You know, <laughs> okay, so I'm trying your to think like and, what would have Listen, listen. Yeah, to and also, you
1: know, find friends and find <laughs> mm-hmm. people that you know are going to okay. You can party with, yeah, but you can study with, okay. I think that was the phenomenal balance that I was able to find after first semester. I found good friends who knew like, okay, girl, we got exams. We pull in all nighters or what? Yeah. And also friends that was like, okay, girl, I heard about the alpha party. Uh, <laughs> We're we now. You know, yeah, I think fact, that yeah, that way you're balanced. You're there, you're there for school and yeah. taking care of your your um, you know, academic life and also your social life because everybody knows. Yeah, what about law
0: school? What's well, so yeah. Imagine how it's
1: rough. So Law School first semester was rough. Mm-hmm. It was very rough. And I think it was the end of first semester because the way law school is set up, all the stress comes at the end of the semester because you only get one exam pretty much mm-hmm. um, so you're just kind of cruising through okay I think I'm studying think I'm, you know okay I got it down oh, and then I sat down for property law exam and I almost quit law school <laughs> mid exam I almost shut the textbook like the little textbook <laughs> and almost walked out and I really wish I, I wish I had someone who had gone to law school and had told me the nitty gritty truth. Yeah. Like, if you if you're studying, I thought you just I thought
0: you made a racial slur there. Real oh quick. no, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just no.
1: Um, I wish I had someone who had told me the truth to the core. I'm someone that I like to be told the good, the bad, and the ugly. Tell yeah. me everything, you know. So I'm. Prepared a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was not prepared for the amount of studying that I needed to do to succeed that first semester. Um, and also the mental preparation for what exams look like. Yeah. I wish I had that. I wish I had friends <laughs> like I did in undergrad that pushed me and were like, Girl, you you gotta study harder. Yeah. I had a mentor and she was great. I was gonna say um,
0: they probably gave you like yes, a mentor or something. I like-
1: did, and she was really helpful in like, you know picking out what classes to take the was next she semester she was african her name is natasha okay. hey girl Hey, Natasha. Um, she was she was really great to me um but i just i wish maybe i had known a little bit more in depth of what it took to prepare for a law school exam. i feel you um, how did you get through that, that exam uh, the grace well, of God. What was tough
0: about it? The length of it, or um,
1: both? It was a four-hour exam. Jeez. Yes, two hours was multiple choice, two hours essay questions. Jeez. Yes, and it, was if it was multiple choice.
0: Choices, you could be like, sure, but essay. No, damn. multiple choice is
1: the hardest. That's the hard part because you can
0: sort of like because uh, they put two answers, the essay. two
1: answers that. If you don't know the law to the core, you can, you, easily, you mess can up. easily mess up. Jeez. So that was a struggle. And the essays, essays are surprisingly are, okay. they're the easiest part. Yeah. As long as you structure them
0: right, I guess. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Exactly. You just put the facts, you sure. know, you know in, indicate that. But yes, two hours of multiple choice and struggling between two answers yeah. takes a toll on a person. It takes mm-hmm. a toll. So How did you overcome that?
0: Like uh, the following semester, you kind of yeah, understand from
1: exactly the following the semester career. i did way more practice questions um and I, I really think the following semester was easier i didn't have property law that <laughs> semester so i think the classes i took i was naturally better at so i, I did do better in the second semester as mm. well but yeah that, that first end of the semester <sighs>
0: It's tragic. It <laughs> was well, I hate to laugh at your pain. <laughs> no, we can laugh uh, now. We can yeah. laugh now. So we, we definitely want to wish you luck on your bar examination you so coming much. up. Um, to all my listeners, man. Thank you guys for tuning in. It's been another successful episode. Uh, one more time, you can check us out on the on our website at the David Holman, just David Holman Podcast.com. That's D-A-V-I-D-H-O-L M-A-N podcast.com and then it's also available at least i know for sure on apple and spotify there's also like a donate button on the website you can donate to the work this is this is my job so you basically pay my bills for me and then um i think that's about it that's all we've got right now so once again guys um you know place some priority on your mental health it's yes. pretty important yes. and uh, we'll catch you guys next time thank you